this is the intro. Probably not going to stay long. It does kick in. It's haunting. It caught a lot of our attention because it was uh, in the beginning of Black Widow. Malia J did this. The old Nirvana song. If I can find a better piano intro or whatever uh, before the vocals and then let it kick in, I'll use that. But I wanted to share it well and more. So there is going to be some uh, Marvel stuff here. I have some guests coming up. At least I plan to have some guests. Uh, someone from an event I was going to be a part of on Sunday, but everything over the last 40 days and nights has been rained out. And uh, people have asked me questions about pride. Gonna have, I'm hoping to have Lexi on in a couple of minutes, but I have some things to get to. Do you, do you hear me? Like, this was not how I was feeling yesterday. I wish I could bottle how I feel right now and have it at least four days a week because I have this about a day and a half uh, during the week and I go out and I do things and I, I do all my good food shopping. I buy some things and then I don't want to wear those things. I, I have buyer's remorse. I don't cook the the yams that I got or any of the other healthy options because I'm just so tired because of what we talked about yesterday. I need this sleep test and when I'm tired, I lose my discipline because I spend every ounce of it trying to manage my mood. You can't do anything whether you're tired. So I channel um, all of my energy when I'm tired, which is most of the time. It's it's literally not now. And I don't know why I feel this way because I ate way too many chips. I, I dove into my, my cravings last night. But for whatever reason, I ate a bunch of chips and salsa which I, and cheese. I love. Um, I don't think I got a great night's sleep. I didn't get up on time. But for some reason, I feel great. And this was before... I watched Loki. Here's all I'll tell you. I'll tell you two things. One, and this is not a plot spoiler, Fremont, Ohio makes an appearance. How about that? As the multiverse sets into the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Fremont is part of it. The other thing, um, I don't know what kind of fan you are, whether you're casual or you read the internet every day or a little bit in between. I'll tell you this. This is the most emotionally evoked, engaged, and interested I've been in Marvel since Infinity War and Endgame, which just filled my body with so much joy. So the the Loki finale, and it's not really a Loki finale. That's all I'll give you, other than saying... I was right. I got one right. I'm very excited for things moving forward. Um, There's some things to get to before our guests. One, if you like horror, and horror is not really my thing when it comes to movies, but I do like Halloween stuff, and I guess this is part of our local alternative culture. Um, Nate Thompson posted a a horror short called Cult Affairs, and he's going to be on, and it's going to be on the festival circuit this summer. That's a big deal. Um, I guess he's a local guy. He was shot all all in Toledo, and it features a Northwest Ohio-based cast. It tells the, it sounds very uh, Saw-ish. Cult Affairs tells the story 
of a gagged and bound Mr. James, whose fate is in the hands of a nameless villain with an important question. Do you believe in the devil? Was it M. Night Shyamalan's devil? Were there in the elevator? One of the most terrifying movies I've ever watched. Okay, that's that story. I told you, you got to keep up with my hypomania today. Uh, TSA students are turning Jeep grills into artwork. When I first saw the picture and read the headline, it reminded me of some of the art inside the Renaissance Hotel, in the lobby, in the elevator, where they've used old Jeep parts as decorative pieces. TSA students are doing this, and I believe it's going to be in the Seagate Center during Jeep Fest. Let me just double check that. You know, I don't always have my details lined up. I do know that you can, you can, you can, you can uh, see them at the gallery of TSA. You just got to make an appointment or get some... Get, get some time locked down. The online, it's an auction too. It started Tuesday. It goes through August 8th. You can see it at TSA, but, uh, but you can schedule an appointment there. Yeah, and at Jeep Fest, it'll be in the Seagate Center. Um, check out ts4arts.org. That is a super cool project. TSA has been on fire while other schools are off for the summer. And this is not to say, I mean, those kids, the city has done everything to try to keep kids busy all summer long as a great way of keeping them out of trouble and keeping violence and gun problems down. Um, TSA has been a big part of that. TSA has done a shit ton of stuff. Hip hop, dancing, the jazz concerts on Thursdays. This, uh, probably why our friend Bethany has been, when, when she went back to work, like a lot of us, like sometime in May, no wonder she was exhausted so quick. Um, I want to tell you, uh, we have a new t- champion of Do Not Read the Comments. We'll get to that shortly, and I need to be all ears for this. A couple more quick things. The Tigers, so UT had a really good baseball player this year. One of their um, only five All-Americans in the history of the program, and UT has had some players drafted over the years, none since 2018, and UT is not a big baseball school. Um, I know the Big Ten, I think Michigan's pretty good, I think Penn State's pretty good, but for the most part, college baseball is ruled by California teams in warm temperatures. But Chris Myers had a big year and was a big-time power hitter. The only reason I'm telling you this is one of two things that I hope you can get. Well, you probably wouldn't guess, but he was drafted by the Indians or Tigers. He was drafted in the 13th round by the Tigers, so he gets to stay kind of local. Um, His coach said he was hoping to go higher between the 4th and 10th rounds, which would have meant more money, but it's pretty cool that that he got drafted by the Tigers. Uh, I'm... Minor league baseball now is weird. A lot of teams got eliminated. There's a lot less opportunity uh, for player development. It will baseball. The teams are saying it's going to be a more focused, nuanced, and specific uh, player development throughout minor league baseball. But that means more focus on fewer players, and fewer players means fewer opportunities. Uh, some of Chris's teammates who maybe. The baseball draft used to go endlessly, like dozens of rounds, and a lot of them were nepotism picks or people doing favors, which is fine. It filled out minor league teams, but since they eliminated teams, they cut down the draft. It's only 20 rounds now, so some of Chris's teammates, who might have been not as good as him, but but good, maybe like all MAC players... um those guys might not have opportunities to play in professional baseball anymore because there just aren't as many jobs in baseball for them to develop or 
to get somebody to see them who might have overlooked them. Maybe when they were scouted, they didn't have their best days and they just needed that opportunity. Well, some of those opportunities are now gone. You know, I have these life rules I throw out every now and then, like no neck tattoos. Not if you weren't working Owens Corning. I've softened on this a little bit as culture has changed. What are some of my other ones? Oh, don't get don't get creative with your order in law in drive through. One, you're backing everybody else up and we're all in a hurry. And two, we see that those people aren't paid or treated all that great all the time unless we're talking about Chick-fil-A. So if you get really picky with your order, that might be someone spitting your burger. Maybe. Probably not, but I think you get my point. So I'm adding two to this. Um, my toilet downstairs has been wonky for a little bit. I have to kind of replace something every time I flush it. Um, and today it was filling up, and it's a good thing I went back in there because it might have, by the time I got home, flooded at least the lower level, at least the bathroom in the hallway. Um, so, new rule. Spl- invest well in a plunger. Splurge on a good plunger. You know those uh, ones, on the, they're all wooden stick for the most part, but the the wood-colored stick with, it's got like a, what's the color? Like a light brown type of rubber thing on the end. Don't get those. Get a good plunger. Those other plungers, the cheap ones, would have turned inside out and I would have not I would not have been able to plunge the toilet as I needed to today to keep from having a pool in my house. Another rule. Um, a friend of mine works at Frito-Lay. You might have seen when you've gone to the store recently that your chip shelves at Frito-Lay, Doritos and more have been a little light. They have a bunch of workers I think in Kansas um, they're a union and they are on strike because they feel like they're being told to uh, ruthless working conditions up to like 80 hour weeks. And my friend works at Frito-Lay and just talking with her and she's not in a union. She says she barely works 40 hours a week. Those people are hourly employees. So please, we have talked a lot about employment, uh, employers and that relationship and that culture over the last, you know, how many ever months it's really As I've said, the pandemic has been a magnifier, an amplifier of problems or good things. Good and bad, it's magnified and amplified both. It's opened the wound on the tension of the employer-employee relationship. So my next bit of advice to you is, and this goes in the life rules, read your employee agreement. Um, To be honest, when I signed here, I didn't read it because I've read enough radio and media contracts to know that those things are written very one way. Um, They can let go. I'll get some severance. Uh, If I got let go, I could probably get unemployment as long as it wasn't for cause. But I know what's in these things. They're written 99.8% towards the employer. And there's very little leverage. I have to change any of that because that's just kind of what, you know, we've talked about legacy media is unless you're Jerry Anderson, um, most people in legacy media can't make a lot of demands. They just have to hope they get a, a fair contract. Um, but please, I know those agreements are tediously long, inscrutable, and there's language you don't understand. Read them. Read every word. Get someone smarter than you to read it so that you can see that there's things in there that says, like, there's something in my contract or contracts that says they can basically ask me to do almost anything in the building within the, like, they probably can't ask me to clean toilets, but 
work in another radio station. Sure. Do production for a time. Sure. Produce another show. Sure. Help out promotions. Sure. And for the most part, I'm always willing to help out. Um, but hopefully I've made my point that in many contracts, there is language that allows your employer to get you or ask you or make you do certain things. I'm not familiar with your contractor there, but the thing with, uh, I guess, Frito-Lay was mandatory overtime. Um, I I know that some people like overtime. I When I heard of overtime when I was growing up, I was like, why would I want to work more? I, I Sure, you get paid a little more, time and a half, and you're working so you get paid. That's fair, but mandatory? Like, that's new for the time that I've been um, a professional and in corporate America. So it's it's a little odd to me. Like, no, I don't want to work overtime. I have plans. You're in, but maybe there's something in the employee the employee agreement you signed that allows them to say that mandatory overtime is just like your regular hours. Um, one more thing. Yeah, we'll do one more thing. So the George the George Floyd mural that was destroyed at the bar. I guess there's some. Let me play this for you because I found this and. This is from 13 ABC last night. Hopefully this uh, makes it through. Mugshots bar crumbled into a pile of broken bricks. Right before that storm hit, I just pulled in my driveway and it wasn't down. I would have noticed it right away. I noticed it when they put it up. I would have noticed it when it came down. A witness told Toledo firefighters they saw a lightning strike hit the building. A city inspector says there are no concerns about the structure as a whole. The building part is fine, but it's the outer layer of brick that... All right, so there's that. You heard that. I'll play the lady again. It wasn't... Storm hit, I just pulled in my driveway, and it wasn't down. I would have noticed it right away. I noticed it when they put it up. I would have noticed it when it came... So it was lightning. It was a combination of things. Uh, eyewitnesses can often be inaccurate or lying because they have some kind of agency or what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's another A word. I can't think of it. Sorry. Um, sometimes sometimes words escape me. Sometimes words come out of my mouth. I'm like, where did I dig that out of my vocabulary? And then other times I'm like, uh, cat. Um, I guess the building was in lousy shape. Maybe lightning hit it. It was a, a vicious storm the last couple of nights. Maybe the building was just in disrepair and it was a combination of a lot of things. But this is the new champion of don't read the comments. Uh, there's one guy. Why can't I remember his name? This is another time where I'm having a total brain fart. You know how when you comment on something, it shows up in my feed? If you didn't know that, there you go. And we'll come back to that in just one second. The insidiousness of Facebook and how it works and how it's a part of our lives, how they made themselves a part of our lives. Um, if I didn't do what I did, I wouldn't be on social as much. So um, stay out of the comments. I was reading them and they were they were awful. Like I wanted a shower. I wanted to take my phone and take it to the toilet that was overflowing, which wasn't last night, and flushed it forever. Like, I was, I wasn't disgusted because I expect that stuff. It was disgusting. So, one, for the most part, like, I know you have all caught up to me with mental health. Congratulations. I'm so sorry that it cost 600,000 American lives. By the way, uh, we had a record amount of overdoses, up about 20,000 from like 70-some to 90-some, it looks like, in some early data that I just saw. Um, it took a pandemic for you to realize 
for you to realize that your own and people that you care about, your employees, that their mental health means something because without it, nothing's going to get done. Like I said before, I hope Naomi Osaka doesn't come back until she is completely right. And if that means she has to retire because she cannot de- she cannot do what she's great at the- and give and share her gifts with us because it doesn't work with her soul, her emotions, her psyche, fine. If you're happy playing tennis in your apartment complex, fine. Do that. Do what makes you happy. I'm sorry I took a pandemic to um, touch into your mental health, but in the in most cases, don't read the comments and your mental health will be stable. If you are commenting in the comment section, well, we have to have a talk. As I told you, my friend on Facebook, and it kills me, his name is escaping me, or maybe that should be good that I'm not saying it. Um, stay out of there. We have to have a talk. Like, let me tell you, no good comes of it. Um, It's taken me years, and I've been on social more actively and longer than you have probably been because what I do, and it's taken me a long time to work up that, to create and craft that muscle of discipline to run things through the filter of even people who I like and respect is what I'm about to say going to upset that person. Is what I'm about to say make that person question something about themselves or question whether or not I'm as good a person as I'd like to come off as or I think I am. So you know what? Just don't tweet it. Don't type it. Don't read the comments. Don't comment in the comments. Somebody mentioned to me today, I wish the news places would shut off the comments. And you know what? There are some sites that have shut off comments over the years because it's just gotten too vile and too awful. Some places can moderate comments. People used to do it, but those people got paid. And a lot of those jobs in legacy media went away. Um, I guess you can do word filters and keep certain words out. Um, That's one way of going about it. But people, evil people, awful people can find ways around those filters. Um, but this is, I asked a friend, you guys ever talk about like turn comments off on Facebook and guess what? There is no reason to post anything on Facebook or on social if you're not going to allow comments because what feeds the dragon, Elioth, is that the Loki thing? What feeds that thing is the engagement. That's why we live in a world now where everybody is trying to one-up somebody else and say something louder than the other person because that creates engagement, that gets into the algorithm, that spits things back out, your content back out to people who you want to see it so it can be monetized. Long story short, if uh, 13 ABC cut off the comments on their Facebook page, not as many people would see the stories. If not as many people are see the stories, not as many people are clicking on the stories. Clicks mean dollars for digital advertising and more. If no one's clicking on that, maybe people will not watch the newscast. And you see where I'm going with all this. Um, that's why you don't see the journalists from the stories on any news site um, having dialogue in the comments. They just do the story and put it out there. So it's... Uh, it's really troubling. That's why I said if I was president of the world, the first thing I would do is I would take, I, you can still comment on social, but I would put our feeds back to chronological order. And if you missed something from three hours ago that you really wanted to see or that was in your wheelhouse of things you engage with, sorry, you'll have to do the legwork of going to actually that person's page. 
Um, this this could quiet down the world and take some of the one-upsmanship um, out of our social media dialogue. All right. Thanks for listening to the monologue. Um, I'm fairly sure we've got Lexi and then Doug and lots of great local info to share with you. What up? Hi, I'm calling to see if you are looking for a new warranty on your wife. I am. Oh, well, how about if I just get you a husband instead? Um, will he carry stuff? Ooh, uh, I think the, uh, the employment application said can lift up to 35 pounds. Okay, that works. Um, so after Frankie gets bigger than that, he's out. Okay, fair. Hello, gorgeous. Yeah, I feel like that's fine. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, I I know that we missed a couple of. And by the way, I'm recording, so consider yourself being podcasted. Um, okay, fine. Podcasting I is great. Wanted to have you on because we always have fun when we talk. But I have seriously been getting asked a lot of questions. Um, and I'm sure you've gotten them too. Lots of confusion about pride, like what's happening and how there's sessions and there's no parade, but pride, but pride is happening. So I figure there's no one better to clear that up than you. I would love to clear it up. I'm great at clearing things up. You are. Okay. I'm so like chlorine. You chlorine are, for pride. Yes. I like that. That sounds awful. If somebody ever listened out of, con- <laughs> if somebody listened out of context, they'd be like the assholes Eric has on this show. I thought they were open and inclusive <laughs> and this person wants to bleach all the gays. Um, Oh, geez. No. So, all right. So explain this to me. We're, we're not doing our normal thing, which would normally be um, a Friday, a big Friday night party somewhere, and then a big Saturday, and then sometimes a family day on Sunday. So that's, that's out, but Pride stuff still is happening. Pride stuff is still happening, 100%. Um, you know, it takes us a year to plan um, the larger event, and, you know, just with things opening up, in June, that's not enough time for us to try and, you know, pedal back and figure out how to do everything. So um, we just are going with the plan that we came up with that was safe. And, um, you know, it works for for us for this year. And I think it works for anyone who's still, um, you know, not used to being out or is being particularly cautious. Um, so I think it's a, a good, a good, a very good option. Um, so... The main event is August 21st. Um, there are three sessions. One starts at noon. The next one starts at three. And the final one starts at six. So those sessions are almost two hours each. Um, and there will be drag, some specialty performances, um, musical acts. And it'll be, you know, just a little piece of pride, you know? Got it. Um, everybody gets everybody gets a seat. We sold actual tickets. Um so tickets are two for ten, or you can email us and get them for free. Um, we just are trying to get an accurate headcount, uh, and everybody that walks in the door will get some swag this year because you know, pride's not as big as usual. So it's uh, something we're trying to to make sure that everyone has at least a memorable experience. We can be uh, more consumer friendly, or whatever the corporate buzzword would be for for how you treat those people. But that that's good. So it's basically yeah. it's going to kind of be like a Friday night, but a scaled down version, and you'll be able to keep your butt in a seat. Yeah, it'll be it'll be just it'll be a little bit more relaxed than usual, um, and you know, I guess compact. You know, get all your pride into a couple hours, and um, you know, we've still got. Um, one thing we added with the pandemic was the drive-in last year, mm-hmm. and that was so, so fun. So we plan to do it every year. 
Um, so we've got that coming up also September 9th, and that's, you know, kind of unlimited as far as how many people we can fit. Um, and it'll be the birdcage on one screen, which we plan to do every year, and the opposite screen is uh, voted on by People's Choice, which we'll announce that after Pride. We'll let Ooh. people vote all Pride weekend. Um, and then we also are doing wait, hold the, on, hold on. A couple, we're missing a couple of important details. Uh, is is that okay. the, is that the Sundance Kid? It is. Okay, just making sure. And then where is uh, the Pride festivities? Those three different sessions, same spot, Promenade Park downtown. Promenade Park downtown. Yep. Um, and it'll be a, a smaller footprint than usual. Um, we won't be using the whole park. We'll just be using a portion. So. You know, we're just going to do our best to put on a really good show. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I'm generally pretty excited about stuff, though, so I don't know how much that says. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it'll be it, fine. Should, it should be kind of amazing. And then on on Sunday, we're still, we met with the Village on Adams, and Adams Street is so supportive to us. And so um, we're going to do the big rainbow brunch again, which you just get a, a wristband um, for five bucks. Again, anything that, that someone... Uh, doesn't have the finances to handle they can just email Toledo Pride and we'll figure out a way to make it happen for you what's the email um, address for Toledo Pride in case people can't or don't want to pay not that they wouldn't want to but that that is a great question let me look up what the best <laughs> one is and we'll go ahead and say that in a, a second here because I don't want it to go to my email I am terrible at answering email Frankie's mom at gmail.com you can send that right now if you want uh there's also <laughs> right. Nicole is hot six nine six nine at netserver.com and then uh to- exactly. Tori is a bitch ass at aol.com all of those things are true 100 <laughs> percent uh, did I give you so, enough time to get the actual email well you just go to Toledopride.com and okay. you can you can uh click through everything from there. Okay. Um, Good. Are, and are there still uh tickets available? Because I know when you, this first got set up, I think you told me uh tickets sold out fast, but you're like more sessions are gonna be added. So we we initially only opened up like hundred and twenty five seats and those just went away quickly. So we've upped every session to five hundred seats. Um so, yeah, there are some available for each session right now on TolitoPride.com. And um, I, whatever, I think it's going to be a great time. I think you should go grab some tickets. Um, but we do have the Rainbow Brunch Crawl. That's, that's, again, like an unlimited amount of people can come to that. And that's just kind of LGBT festivities up and down the street on Sunday. But every bar has a specialty drink and, and a, a little nosh that you can uh, – enjoy with your wristband for that event so that's kind of fun and that'll be like i think it was like the fourth year we've done that that's my best guess it it i mean you obviously would know more than me but i just assume when pride is happening lots of things are happening up the block in uptown whether or not they're official or not things are still happening yeah that's fair uh, tell me more about oh, the, yeah. the movie thing. I really like the Sundance Kid idea last year. I, I, I tried to talk that up a bunch. Tell me about like the voting of the other movie. Is this a secret? How is this all going to play out? No, you can you can just go on Facebook, and then we're actually going to um, have ballots available at Toledo Pride, so you'll be able to probably it's just going to be clipboards, and you'll get to pick which movie um, kind of thing. Okay. But then we'll we'll tally those those final votes right after Pride is done, and announced that movie so um you know it just was it was a really fun event last year people decorated their cars um we're going to encourage people to do that again and we'll be giving away prizes and it's just really fun and 
And this year we are going to be making it bigger. And I think I can tell you that um, we have a couple, a couple enhancements. Um, I think Amber Stone will be there doing some announcing, which is pretty cool. And probably I would say Deja uh, will be there also. But we'll have um, Clashing Black is going to do a set, and so is Bitch Thunder. So I was going to um, ask you the drive-in is getting pretty shenanigany. Good. That's awesome. So, as much yeah, as I-, I think I, it's just an extension of, of the festival and it's definitely much more family friendly uh, as far as like you've got you've got your car there, your kid can chill out, you can put them in air condition if need be. Also you can chill and watch a movie. There's food. It's pretty cool probably a a much more successful and palatable idea than sunday family day which if what philip and i would talk about was anything everybody was just so exhausted from friday night and then the parade all day family day was never much yeah it's you know it's it's tiring it's it's a long weekend and now our sunday event on adam starts at about 2 p.m which is about when people are ready to get up so (laughs) that that makes good sense for us and we'll still we're working with we're working on with the Metro Parks on some uh, ideas, which again are going to be really cool, and probably something that's going to happen annually. And then you know we still are doing the event that we'll do a little bit later on with um, George's that they did last year to support us, and so we'll have a family area there too. So we just you know follow our Facebook page. We try to get involved in pretty much everything. It's always a good event. I mean, the parade is. Maybe the second or third most uh, looked forward to parade of the year. I mean, I would rank it above the holiday parade. And anybody else that hates the cold should rank it above the holiday parade. I mean, the Coleman, the Coleman race and the, and the parade of survivors is, is top notch. But, I mean, the parade is not just a gay rainbow pride event anymore. It is a city event. And it's really become that in the last five years where... Even if people have no idea, like how important something like this is, they enjoy the heck out of it. Yeah, it's still a it's still a really fun event to go to. I I hear. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have I I don't get to enjoy it, but um, I do enjoy putting it together and um, you know, uh, kind of talking to everybody who has a piece and part in the in the entire festival. So um, this year will be kind of fun because I think. Um, some of us who work really hard on it will get a chance to sit back a little bit more and watch a really fun event. So for sure, you do. Uh, you do I'm incredible also work. very anxious to get back to just business as usual in 2022 and do a giant parade and do a giant event and just go nuts. You know. Yeah, that could be the year that like everything comes back. Uh, fingers crossed. And um, you know, it was nice to do things in the same spirit but differently, which is exactly what the drive-in is. Such a great idea. Yeah, and I, I think that's something we can hold on to um, from, you know, the, this really hard experience we've all had with the pandemic. is like these ideas, like the drive-in, um, that we wouldn't have otherwise thought of. This uh, this kid on the Pride Committee texted me and said, I have a crazy idea. And I'm like, what is it? And he goes, I think we should do it uh, like a drive-in. And, and he was thinking, I think, something smaller, like, you know, hang a sheet on a building or something. I'm like, yeah, I love this idea. So, of course, I always... Uh, take everything to the most annoying possible uh, extent I can. So I called the drive-in, and they're like, "Yeah, this is a possibility." So it was it was just really great last year, and I look forward to doing it again. How was uh, how was your time at the Fremont Pride the Fremont Pride Day? So good. We're I mean Fremont Pride 
just kicked some ass. They did a really great job. Um, and it was, you know, it, it came out of kind of only a few months of planning. They, they threw it together and it just was awesome. They did a really great job. So, um, Toledo pride is like super happy to support, um, these other little events. And, um, it, it wasn't so little, you know, they had probably well over a thousand people that came out. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, to Fremont. Um, and then we're working with, um, some people in BG who are trying to do a pride event there too. Um, that's looking like, I think, I think they're planning on doing that in the fall though. Um, which is really cool. Cause then we can go out and support it. So, I mean, all this stuff is just kind of popping up and we're, we're really happy to just lend a hand wherever we can be useful. You say support. I hear franchise. <laughs> no, we're going to, we're going to walk. Well, gonna... pride is grassroots. That's the, that's the beauty of it. You I know, know. I know. It's not, you know, it's, it's just really, it's kind of a, it's kind of a really awesome community event. So I'm excited to see them popping up um, elsewhere locally. And uh, Finley has, has a few years now and doing some really cool stuff. So just, you know, look for your local pride event. I guess they're, they're kind of everywhere. Yeah. Um, last thing you didn't seem too committal whether or not uh Deja will be there. Are you trying to, boy, you two. Oh, Deja will be, Deja will be at pride. Okay. Um, for sure. I'm just, I don't know that I, I stapled her down for the drive-in yet. Okay. All right. Because but I definitely, she's definitely stapled into pride. You two are not ships passing in the night. Like you and I can be, you two are two ships on different oceans on different planets. You know, both of us are wild. I know, I know, and uh, you have lots of responsibilities. And how is uh, double double mom life going? Yeah, well, not you and Nicole, but like you now have yeah, double mom, double mom, double moms, double Double moms, moms, double kids. Yeah, Um, it's great. It's great. You know, the the little one's almost a year now, which is crazy. So, what are what are they? Is good. What are they into yet? Do they need to be indoctrinated into any kind of superhero nerdy stuff? Because I'm happy to oblige. So Francis is very into all things astronaut, all things um, Team Umizoomi, and uh, I guess number blocks are his things. Okay. Um, as far as superheroes, he doesn't know anything about that yet. He thinks Umizoomi. I don't know if you watched it, but they're mini superheroes. Okay. So, um, he's very into that. You got to start somewhere, um, and he's probably they, real close. They use their <laughs> they use their mighty math powers. I so get it. That's pretty exciting stuff. I mean, he's on the cusp and, of um, uh, what is it? Uh, Gecko, Catboy, and and the girl. Yeah, he does like them P- too. Uh, we have like a magic flashlight. Yep. Yeah. So they're so he superheroes. Has a magic flashlight from them. He's into that. Out all night but to save Milo, the day. <laughs> there's a. Yeah, there's a whole hand movement with that or something. Like, cheers, but, you know, superhero-y. Um, but, yeah, Milo is pretty much a paperweight, um, but he's <laughs> adorable. And, you know, that's he yells, not really cries, just kind of, like, yells because he knows how to make noise. And he's getting teeth, and that's pretty much all he does, you know. Eat, yell, grow teeth um, in the bathtub. Is there going to be a third? You know, I... I would hope, but that's a, that's Nicole's job. I'm all right. done. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, it's like 
uh, I guess it's like golf where you want to have the lower score and you have the higher score here and it's time for her to catch up, right? Right, right. I tapped out. I'm done. And then she'll, done. and then she would commit to it and then somehow convince Tori to, to be the surrogate and she'll escape that duty again. <laughs> Tori will be very displeased. Um, and uh, yeah, but no, I, you know, we'll see. I guess we'll see what, what happens, but it's not my job. I'm all done. Well, it was uh, it was good to talk I made to you. Two more people than I planned to. <laughs> but you met one person you never thought you would. Yeah, true. Do you know who I'm talking about? I was thinking, I was thinking, El Baby. Uh, is that what you call Nicole? Oh no, I Nicole is fine. Oh. Nicole, I, well, Nicole's called Sophia. <laughs> She's That's the one Nicole that I you you don't you don't know that you're going to procreate until you meet that person who you align with to do it with, and you met that person in Nicole. Yeah, but I didn't. Th- she was supposed to procreate. I wasn't supposed to. Right, well, Nicole's got some some of that. She health, screwed it all up. She's got some of that healthcare magic and that pixie dust. She can wave it on you, and before you know it, you're doing things you don't you don't agree with. And then I know. And then all of life. a sudden, you're getting pregnant. Watch yes. out! Don't get too close. Yes. Um, it was good to talk to you. Thanks for catching up. Thanks Same. for clearing up all the uh, all the pride details. Especially helpful for me. So now I can just share all this info out when I'm doing the show and stuff. But I'm glad you're well. Oh yeah. Tell Nicole I said hi. Tell Tori I, I said will. hi. And uh, maybe I'll need to borrow the paperweight sometime. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. All right. That was my dear friend Lexi Staples. I think I've made a new friend. Please let me introduce you to Doug Heinball if you don't know him already. An incredible photographer who was putting on this event to benefit uh, in a great way my friends at Good Grief on Sunday. It got rained out at the Ottawa Park Amphitheater because, again, it's rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And um, it came down really hard. Couldn't make it happen. But I, I'm really excited to have spoken to Doug, which I did. I'm just introducing him to you now. Hello? Hi, Doug. It's Eric Chase. Hey, Eric. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, do you still have a couple of minutes? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, it's uh, it's good to chat over the phone. Sorry that we couldn't connect on Sunday. Um, yeah, that was a bummer. I was going to... Uh, I had been watching the forecast, and I was going to message you on, on Saturday, like, is there a rain date? But I figured I'd let it go. So many things now, because we haven't done a lot in the last year's is rain or shine, but it was, uh, it was a downpour, but... <laughs> Um, one, thank you for uh, connecting with Good Grief. I love working with Dorothy and her group. Yeah, they've been nothing but fantastic. I was introduced by Yusuf Latif uh, when I had reached out to him. This, you know, one thing you have to know about this party was when I started this, this was uh, something that I was trying to replicate that a friend just kind of did off the books back in the early 2000s and just kind of plugged in some turntables down there and we just had our own little party. And That was what I originally started back at the end of February when I first got the permit for this. But they were booked up just at the Ottawa Park Amphitheater on Saturdays and Friday nights from all the way up through 4th of July, basically. A Sunday was the first thing I was offered. I had no intention of competing with that. So 7-Eleven was the next week. That sounded kind of cool. Went with that. And this thing took on a life of its own. And by the time I realized, you know, what else would be needed to make sure it'd be successful in different eventualities. It was already a time of the party and <laughs> you saw what happened when it's all or nothing. Well, at least it wasn't like 50 50 and we didn't wait till like noon. Like I saw your, I saw your post pretty early. I mean, it, 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 I tried, I saw some things. I saw a woman on the news saying that, 
you know, this could clear up by noon and we'd be okay in the afternoon. I was optimistic for the last minute, and then I just couldn't be and couldn't waste everybody's day. Yeah, I get it. I saw the same thing because uh, Dorothy told me that, like, I don't need to be out there till like, 2 o'clock, and I had seen for a couple of days that – Whatever was happening, whatever was coming down was going to stop by lunchtime and then two, but it was just coming down so hard. Like, I know how hard that is to set up and get everybody's gear while that's going on. So it, it was the right call. And um, Thank you. So there's, is there, well, I was really looking forward to it because Dorothy brought it up when we did a I, – I work on her marketing committee. Obviously, I have a good platform to share um, things, and she – she kind of mumbled something and she's like, Eric, have you ever heard of that? I was like, no, I haven't. And then as she was explaining it more, she was looking for bodies to come out and volunteer because she had people at the marathon and needed somebody for this. And I'm like, Dorothy, did you say house music? She's like, yeah. What did you you think I said? I, I I didn't hear house music, but I'm like, hell yeah, I mean, because ever since a kid, I've always loved, I called dance music and then it became pop stuff. And then like pop or, EDM became pop music, yeah. so I was super excited to to get out and hear all this stuff and all the DJs and and the artists as well. So I was really looking forward to this. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a good mix what we're putting together. Um, it's it's got you know a lot of different elements. One of the things that you know, in, I'm a photographer, and one of my favorite things to do just on my own is uh, when muralists are putting something up. If a guy or girl calls me up and says, "Hey," You know, I'm putting some up, something up over on a wall on this day. Do you want to come check it out? I love going over there, shooting the breeze with them, watching them do their work, seeing people in their element. And that's when I seem to come alive and really can appreciate what they're doing. And in return, they appreciate the photos that I get of their work. Now, that is something that I wanted to share with everybody. I think that... You know, I mean, everybody sees these murals around town, but they don't exactly know the people behind them. They may see some paintings that are hanging up at their local coffee shop. They may not know who did that or how they did that or why they did that. And I think that's amazing. I feel like I've been very blessed to be able to get access to what I've gotten, and I want to try and share it with people a little bit. And everybody I've talked to, I mean, it just they kept getting bigger. More and more people said, I, I can help out. I can jump in, you know, and that's how we got a giant flyer full of people. And all of them, every single person on there got a hold of me or got back to me by 10 o'clock on Sunday morning and said, if I'm available on a second date, we're in. And that has changed my entire spin on this is all or nothing to I have to do this one way or the other. It's got too much interest. And it's in in a year, everybody, everybody had a long year last year. People need some stuff right now. I need some stuff. It's the so, only, it's the only kind of uh, kind of event that I'm familiar with in this area. And like I said, I've long loved dance music, and I know some things pop over um, on the east side. I think it like Main Street or whatever every now and yeah, then. Yeah, absolutely. But, Phil Soto uh, in his uh, Buckeye Wood Productions, he runs a whole bunch of amazing events over there, and I go to as many of those as I can. And uh, while I used to get in free to things like that twenty years ago for just kind of being a part of a certain crowd, I pay my money every time. Uh, even when he says, come on in, Dougie, I say no. And I'm trying to support things like that. And here's my offering to it. Mine's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be, you know, probably focused to a different crowd that, you know, might not even be up when we're starting. And that's okay. I want to try and bring this to more people. I think EDM may have made a lot of people scratch their head over the years and not seen it as a viable thing that they might be able to have in their restaurant or their bar especially when we're talking maybe pushing more adult folks. And I think house music is always had a spot in places like that. 
And I think people just need to be refamiliarized or introduced to it in the first place. It's I've been listening to it my whole life. It's on in my car nonstop. And yeah, I don't see why other people wouldn't enjoy it. I have so many questions for you. One was, as this was getting bigger, how many people were you expecting to come out to Ottawa Park that on Sunday? When I, oh, this, like, like, are we, are you saying my thoughts this past Saturday or my past three, my thoughts three months ago? Oh, uh, on, let's say rain wasn't in play. What was your expected attendance? What were you thinking you were going to have on Sunday? Like hundreds, a thousand, two thousand? Uh, yeah, I was thinking three to five hundred. It's a good crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when um, when Toledo.com put us in their top five events of the weekend, uh, when the Toledo City Paper uh, made a post for us, um, I, I was told by the Blade that they were sending reporters out to this, and there might have even been more, but this, this really just kept growing in the mass. I mean, it, it, Toledo really showed their hand and said that they want something like this, and <laughs> like I said, I'm going to see it through. I had a, a meeting this morning uh, with uh, the Metro Parks where because of the the lack of availability for the rest of the summer through probably October at the Ottawa Park Amphitheater, which good for them. I appreciate that they're, they're doing well after a long year off, and um, I hope everybody else has success with their events. Uh, I really wanted to do it there. I still want to do something there, but I also am very motivated to do something this summer. And the idea that I had for year two is what I'm trying to put in the works for right now as a backup plan. And that crowd that was going to come out, uh, I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that they're accommodated with things that will make them enjoy an event that with that goes on that long. So it sounds like nothing's set in stone, but there's embers in the fire? Oh, this, absolutely. Oh, we I've had this week already with two of my... Uh, my original partners, um, and Dorothy is on board for whatever, you know, we can come up with. Uh, so I think we're, th- this is going to grow even bigger. I think we're going to have some more opportunities, uh, potentially for more artists, uh, to bring in, you know, some more, some more eyes and maybe some more dollars for good grief. Um, I, I think everything about what we're attempting to do next would fill in any of the shortcomings that may have popped up the other day just from me not knowing what to plan on because I wasn't sure what kind of reception would come from an event like that. But like I said, everybody kind of really let me know that they were coming and they were coming big. And I always had a party rule where I would always invite twice as many people as I actually wanted to show up. And it it worked out pretty well. This time I didn't even know I was inviting that many people. They kind of spread it around and this was a, the paradigm was backwards this time. And I think there was going to be twice as many people as I originally expected. So, um, that makes me very happy. It makes me feel good that everybody rallied behind this, that they believed in me that I could pull something like this off. And, uh, I'm going to try and come through. Yeah. I really am. My, my silver lining in it was, um, I came on board so late to helping out and helping Dorothy. I was like, okay, so whatever you've got in, in the works for what's next, I'd like to help put the word out there and share with my people so that we can Absolutely. make it as, as, as big as you're hoping That's, for. Yeah. Well, this is, this is where this is kind of, if I'm going to look at the silver lining of what came out of not being able to, to pull off what I'd already put together is, like I said, it, it gives us an opportunity to retool here as much as I'd like to just say, hey, next weekend, you know, 
that might not be the wisest thing. Now that we kind of were able to gauge interest, you know, anybody who has a first year event, it's really tough to know what's going to happen. You know, maybe in second year, you kind of have a little bit of a sample that you can rely on to look back to say, hey, we did this. We got some feedback from people. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't. I kind of got all of that without actually having to make any mistakes. Right. <laughs> yeah. So th- that was a very soft landing for an event that didn't actually succeed. Right. But that's where the yet part comes in. And I think, I think, like I said, it opened a lot of new doors that we can even increase our outreach and try and get a few of, you know, even my pet goals as far as, you know, increasing accessibility to the arts. And I wanted to make it an all ages event specifically because I want younger people to come out and see my friends that are working DJs or that are working artists or working muralists and let them see that they don't have to be a part of the brain drain, that they can choose to go to school, that they can choose to go to college, that they can they can bank on getting in some debt for their degree and that they actually can have a career here in Toledo. It's yeah. not going to be, we're going to tell you to get into all of this, but hey, once you turn 22 and you got your bachelor's, we don't have anything for you here. You better move to some other city. Yeah. That's called brain drain. We've been having that going on since at least the 90s when I first heard about it. And I think there's a lot of people who have a mission to try and fix that. And that's something that I want to give a voice to. In a, it's good and bad. Uh, our art museum is world class, but it kind of overshadows the fact that we have like, it, and I don't I don't want to disparage it by calling it like an underground art scene. We have an incredible non-art museum art scene here. And that includes everything from music to muralists to street performers. Yeah. Every, there's so much great art here, and I wonder if we'll be able to get a bigger spotlight on all that stuff once the um, the grain silos are completed and somebody nationally does a big story about all the great things that we have in here artistically, and it's not just Pacos and Jeep. Well, you brought up a great point, and that's something that has been a problem with Toledo, and as somebody that I lived you know, four years in Charlottesville, Virginia, and four years in Chicago, and four years in Houston, and I always kept an eye on Toledo, but when we made the national news, it wasn't always for something flattering. Right. This is our time where this is when good news is going to come out. This is our opportunity to show people what else we have going on here. And I give all the respect in the world of the museum. If you consider the size of their scope and the amount of people that they are trying, you know, they, they have to, they're trying to educate people. They're trying to, you know, show people the world of art. Well, I think that's a fantastic mission, and I think they do a fantastic job of supporting that. That's way out of my league, but what I can do is bring a spotlight to these people who I'm lucky enough to call friends that are also making the walls of Toledo area businesses and schools and you know anything you can think of these people are capable of doing or filling a place with, with some interesting sound and making some ambience. Uh, these are all the accoutrements that come from having a healthy and vibrant city, and we don't have to pull from other places to get this when we've got it right here in our own backyard. And I know a bunch of them, and I'm going to introduce you all. Um, with that, I need you to do me a favor, if you could. So on, yeah. on the radio station, uh, on Q105, Saturday into Sunday morning from midnight to 3 a.m., um, we do uh, a show called Planet Q. Um, do, do you know DJ Manny? I think I may have run into him, actually, before. I think so. Okay, so uh, I kind of had... Keep in mind, I was gone from Toledo for 12 years. I've only been back for about three. I don't drink anymore, so if I'm out at a bar, it's usually I'm taking pictures or seeing somebody I specifically know. So I'm still kind of learning a few things Got here. Got it. 
Well, Manny's, so I lived here before as well, and that's when I met him and a whole bunch of other people. And um, we we put the show on called Planet Q. Like I said, it's midnight to 3 a.m. Sunday mornings. I was like, Manny, go. it's it's all yours. Like, you want to play EDM? Go pick whoever you want. And um, Sandman, he's got Sandman on his roster, but I'm always looking to add people to the mix. So if you have people who are looking, look, I don't know how many people are listening to that time at night, but it's fun if you're leaving someplace or you're out that time and we're always sharing the download link. So if you have any of your friends who do EDM, I don't care what the genre is, um, send them my way. I'd I'd love to add them to the roster. That'd be fantastic. And the guys that I have that are there, uh, the the two women that were going to be there, they house is kind of their thing, but they, I'd, I'd say in general, all of them have side interests or some of them even specialize in music outside of that. I asked them all to play house. That was the theme of the party. That's my music. That's everybody has events around and I don't get to go hear what I want to hear when I go out. So what better way to do that than do Make it yourself? Yep. So I asked every, so this is literally what we talked about and what I told all of them. I said, you guys go along with me. You trust me on this, play this, and I'm going to get you some opportunities to do what you want to do. And bam, here you are. Yeah. Um, as we wrap up here, thanks again for the time. And uh, ki- Absolutely. Gi- give me, who are some of your favorite DJs or producers or like all-time favorite house songs? Oh, geez. Uh, I'd have to say, and I still sing it in my head sometimes when I'm not even trying to, but uh, Armand Van Helden's You Don't Know Me. Classic. Uh, I was thinking is, that as well. Absolutely. That one takes me back. That reminds me of the heyday that reminds me uh, that just kind of that kind of spoke for who I was in our subculture at the time when I was trying to find out who I was and I couldn't have screamed it loud enough but that song just made me kind of get some confidence and you know find some words to the feelings that I had and that one always really stuck with me uh, I have been friends with Mike Agent X Clark out of Detroit um, for probably pushing 25 years now. Uh, he is hands down one of my favorite DJs of all time, house music, uh, tribal house, techno, you name it. He's, he's fantastic. All the guys that are in his Beatdown Sounds crew, uh, Norm Talley, Delino Smith, um, these guys are just, they're, they're just off the charts. And um, unfortunately, we lost Mike Huckabee last year. Uh, I listened to a lot of him growing up, Paul Johnson. Uh, I was a Richie Houghton and John Aquaviva fan, um, all the plus eight guys. Did you ever go to I, Motor? I lived at Motor. <laughs> we were we were cool at Motor. And that, there were times where I was up there multiple times a week. Uh, my old roommate, Jason Bowles, he used to be a DJ. He still lives in the Toledo area. And he, he used to get to go play up there. Sandman got to go play up there. Um, and we... I'd tag along. I mean, and these were my friends and they were playing, you know, the small room with some of the biggest DJs in the world right there. And yeah, we, we loved that. I was at the first four Detroit electronic music festivals. I'll never forget Me walking too. out of there that Monday night of the first year after Richie Houghton played and it started storming on everybody. And that was the most fun I ever had in the rain. We to were, this day. we, we literally likely crossed paths because I had moved out to Detroit in June of 99 and yeah, all that was those the time, man. All those places were my, my spot. I worked for the for the top forty and the pop the pop station there. But I loved dance music, so I'd go with my friends. I'd spin a little bit. I'd host all these. Like, you remember, do you remember clutch cargo clutch cargos? Absolutely, I yeah. do. That was a little bit further of a drive, but we yep. went to that. You know, I always and what was fun was all the time I would uh, and I worked up in Taylor for a year, but I would always listen in uh, to uh, 
WJLB would do the the drive after five on Fridays and then do the uh, club uh, insomnia in the evenings. And they would, you know, I could hear Terrence Parker or yeah. Mike Clark or somebody playing on the on the radio while I was driving back down to Toledo until I'd lose that that signal. And but that good times. Yeah, they really were. I, I got there a little bit after like some of that and um, ninety six. Uh, I forget what eight ninety six three HYT with somebody I work with, Lisa Lisa, and the the electrifying mojo. But I got there right in the wake of all that stuff and. I loved it, and to be at that first DEMF, which is what I'll always call it, was uh, I still call it them to this day. People <laughs> are like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "You're." I'm sorry, I can't help it. Yeah, it was a great time. It was a great time. Well, thanks for the time. Um, your stuff, Anytime. people to track track you down for photography. Um, is it, uh, you say it so I don't mess it up? Yeah, I'm at the Dougie Fresh on Instagram. T H E D O U G I E F R E S H. And if they wanted to find my website, I'm www.dougiefreshphotography.com. Doug Heimbaugh, dude, very cool, very cool to catch up. Uh, let's connect for like coffee or something sometime. Let me know how I can Absolutely. help. Absolutely, love to meet uh, you in person. That sounds like a treat. And send your people my way, and I'd love to add them to our to the roster of our show. That sounds great. I'm really looking forward to all this, and thanks a lot for reaching out. I'm really uh, excited to have a, a second go at this i think a lot of the partners that were kind of scratching their head a little bit what's he going to do we know who he is we believe in him we'll sign on and put our name behind him but we don't know what we're going to get yet i think they do now and i think uh i'm going to have a lot of support going into this and i think i'm going to give you something special you'll like this i'm looking forward to it doug thanks a lot good to chat you as well bye-bye